And welcome back to the Football Freestyle Podcast. I'm Henry Hunt, the czar of the playbook. You can follow me on Twitter at FBall Game Plan. And don't forget to check out and subscribe to the Football Game Plan Network, which is located on youtube.com slash football game plan. Be sure to follow us on iTunes. Subscribe to the Football Game Plan Podcast where you can leave us a five-star rating and share it with all of your friends, family, everybody. And as always, join with me here on the Football Freestyle Pod is IW of doyoumusic.com. That's D-U-E-U music.com. What's going on, IW? Nothing much, man. Ready to catch up. They got a lot of football happenings going on in this football world that we need to get on to. So I'm, I'm ready to dive in. We got to dive into that intro song. I, I don't think people know what that is, man. I think that may have been a little bit before people's time. Uh, the Fat Albert and Cosby Kids cartoon, hey, they don't remember hey, that. Hey, you couldn't have a better cast of characters. Let me just say that. The music soulful. The, the, I mean, you look like you're ready to go on an adventure with them dudes. Let me just say that. <laughs> I feel like everybody had a had an uncle that sounded like the dude that was singing that song. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. If, if you think that that song didn't really make you realize you was about to like you was into something special, you wasn't watching no regular cartoon, bro. What what regular cartoon had a soul song to start it all? That's what you got to realize. Yeah, that that's probably the only soul song. I don't know who else had some good. I mean, Inspector Gadget was a dope song. <laughs> um, the the uh, uh, Scooby Doo had a dope one just because Scooby Doo used to open up with that. Uh, this that famous Scooby Doo. <laughs> like, what was your hey, favorite cartoon growing up? Hey, I, I can tell you this. My my favorite. I mean, depending on what era of my life, but if you talking about my favorite, if I had to pick one, it definitely would be uh Ducktales. Because uh, I mean, I can tell you, I straight up used to run home, like stand at the door at Philip, waiting for the bell to ring at three. So I could run home and get in the house by the time they showed the title of the episode. So my my goal was to like I, I want you to understand I'm running like four one with a book sack. <laughs> what a book sack! That's what you got to realize. All my books because I'm trying to get upstairs and get this TV turned on. I used to always get it turned on like right at the point when it was grabbing the lamp. So I mean, literally, that mean I'm running about two blocks in less <laughs> less than a minute, two two and a half blocks through the project in less than a minute to get to that TV. So Ducktales got to be number one. Damn, you in deep. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Bugs Bunny would be mine, man. Them Looney Tunes. Like I don't think people realize as you well, as you get older and watch them same cartoons. You don't realize how funny them things were, bro. Like right. them them things, like we always joke about the, the episode where uh Daffy Duck was shooting dice 
in the elevator, the elevator. <laughs> with the rent money. <laughs> and he hit them snake eyes. <laughs> if that's not indicative of life struggles, right. though, I don't know what is. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You yeah, can't yeah. get them lessons in a cartoon nowadays. <laughs> you trying to flip that money. <laughs> You dropping up on a quick flip, right? <laughs> and them yeah. snake eyes bit him. <laughs> Yo, that had to have been the funniest oh, thing I had ever seen in my life at the time, dog. Right. So, that was my favorite cartoon, man. So I, I mean, we has we we got a lot of topics to get into today. Um, but first, we always like to start off with fan questions. We call this segment from the stands, and this one. Two questions came from Twitter, IDub, and the first one is from Asvap, or I don't know how to pronounce it, ASVP underscore Cam. Mm. Why can't Jalen Hurts read a defense, laugh out loud, boy plays like he thinks he's on the 04 Madden cover? I'm thinking that's what, Vic? Vic was right. on 04? I think so. That's, I think that's a shot at Vic, but I, I'll say this. Um, with Jalen Hurts, first of all, I don't think he lacks the ability to read a defense. He just lacks accuracy. He's just inaccurate. So, I mean... A lot of the times when you're watching him, he's just, you know, not accurate with the ball. The, the players are open a lot of the times. But here's here's what goes unnoticed with the dude is why you like him at quarterback. He may be inaccurate, but the dude is absolutely, like, unflappable. Like, he has an A++++ in poets in which if you have that, you could survive through any game. So... Obviously, passing is his weakness. Um, it, will he ever be a great pass? I doubt it because accuracy is not really something you can coach. You know, like, is you all you aren't. You know, that's just something you can determine at an early age. So at this point, if he's still not accurate, then that's just his game. But I want him on my team because I know he's not scared of the moment, of any moment. So, I mean, that that is his biggest thing. So I don't think he lacks the ability to read a defense. He's just not an accurate passer. Well, which is funny because – even though last year we knew, in you know, in the midst of Alabama winning all those games and and in route to the playoffs and then to the championship game, we knew that their biggest weakness was that they didn't have a passing game. However, with all that said, this was a true freshman leading his team right. to the championship game, and quite honestly, got them a lead with what a minute thirty well, left. Right, right. No, so I mean, he couldn't have done more than what he did last year to put them in position to win. And, you know, even with his deficiencies as a passer. And obviously, you know, like this year, and we always talk about this, is that you can get overcoached. I mean, people don't understand. Imagine having Nick Saban as your head coach preaching to you not to turn the ball over and you the quarterback. So a lot of times he may hold on to the ball because, he, you know, he don't want to make that mistake and have to go to the sideline to, you know, Nick Saban. So it that can also be a factor. But... You know, I, I wouldn't say it's his ability to read defenses. He's just not the most accurate thrower. And this one comes from at Javon10. What can we take away from Howard's win over UNLV? Are they a sleeper team in the MEAC? Well, well I, no, go I, was gonna, I was going to defer to you. I mean, because I know you that's your specialty, but I'm going to just say this. We know it throughout the history of college football. You know, players and coaches are everywhere, man. So you have to be ready, like, no matter who you're playing. So... I, I mean, I'm gonna defer to you on that one. I know you know all about that. That's cool. But I, I, I met with Coach um, London over the summer. You know, I did one of them football game playing university segments at Howard, and right. you know, he he said it to me then. He said it in a recent interview um, 
on TV one. So this was like a day ago. And he was like, uh, we coach, I play, we went out there to go win a football game. We didn't go out there to be nobody's uh, tune up. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm so, right. I mean, if you have it in your, we, we know this, that if you have it in your mind that you're going to beat the people in front of you. I mean, think about it. Howard was what? Two and nine or something last year. And UNLV got a, a really good prospect in Armani Rogers, that quarterback. Uh, he like 6'5", 225, so he, he's a freshman. Um, he was out there playing. He played well. But, you know, so they're on the upswing. So there was no reason why Howard was supposed to win that game. They were 45-point underdogs. Wow. They go out there with, with Cam Newton, uh, little brother Kalen Newton. And um, he, a true, he a true freshman. Wow. And go out there and they – put up 45 on on UNLV and and win the game and so I mean you if they go out there and do that then you look at the rest of the MEAC where you have I think the only contenders in the MEAC this year is, is probably three you got Bethune Cookman you got North Carolina A&T even without Tariq Cohen they beat the brakes off uh Gardner Webb like 45 to three uh last weekend and what was impressive about that was that their quarterback threw for over 300 some yards three touchdowns no picks and that if they had that with Tariq Cohen, um, they probably would have went deep into the playoffs last year. But it's funny to see them have a passing game. So you got Bethune Cookman, North Carolina AT, and North Carolina Central. So I mean, hell, if Howard, it wouldn't surprise me to see them go back out there this week because they got Kent State, and we saw what Tariq Cohen did Kent State last year. They beat them. So Howard could come away two and zero, knocking off two FBS schools. So yeah, I think they are. Uh, a sleeper uh, in the in the MEAC. So it don't matter who you play. It just matter how you play. You, we've All seen, right. you know, uh, we saw Ohio State go out there to Clemson uh, against Clemson and get blasted. And they, they, you know, they match up equal with with a team like like Clemson. So you know, if you got it on your mind, you can go out there and and win games. Easy. You know, you know listen, I, I say this, and I mean it that. They're great players and there's great coaches on all levels. So on any day you could be out coached or you could be outplayed. So if you you know, that that's why teams prepare and and literally that's why they play the game. You know, like any game on your schedule you could could end up as a L if you're not ready. I mean, we saw it play out last night in uh or let's say Monday night in the uh the game with Georgia Tech and Tennessee. Georgia uh Tennessee for the first half clearly wasn't ready to play. And then the only dudes that was ready to play was was number four, the running back, and the receiver, Callaway. Right. And and then in the second half, then the rest of the team started to catch up. And then that's when they were able to, to overcome in, in overtime. But you're right. You got to go out there with it, ready to play. You can't allow yourself to get outplayed or outcoached. But um, apparently in the media, man, you can you can allow yourself <laughs> to get out-charitied. By, you know what I'm saying? It, it, right. It's interesting because you down there in the South, man, and um, – you you down there with you know you're in you're in Shreveport, right? But down south in Houston, you know, had a big hurricane, Hurricane Henry, uh, came through, and all of a sudden, I, I just see this, this <laughs> these videos popping up on Twitter of JJ Watt face and him pledging like I want to donate two hundred thousand dollars. And first of all, what, what do you think does? What do you think of JJ Watt? Just hey, just in general. Like, <laughs> no, listen, I, I say this and I mean it. Like, JJY may be the nicest dude on the planet. You know, like, I don't know the dude. He could be a good guy. But under different circumstances, you know, it's about perception. And if, if he wasn't who he was, change his color, 
then he would be maybe labeled as immature and cocky. You know what I'm saying? Or phony. Like, or phony. You know, like, it's just, it, it's so many things that go on. So, you know, I don't think it's nothing wrong or phony about raising money or whatever to help people in need. But that it does point out how the, the, the hypocrisy and, you know, supporting the cause. How can, you know, one man's cause be the, the greatest thing ever, getting all the pub in the world, and another man's cause who is literally fighting for civil rights and he's turned into a bad guy because he's fighting for civil rights so it's just crazy and how many nfl players got to stand up to support this dude you know it's just crazy like the the position he's found himself in and it also points out how the media literally is the gatekeeper they could make you whatever they want to make you you know what i'm saying like literally like they could make kaepernick a hero if they wanted to just like they're making jj water hero. exactly that's my point they're like oh well, you know, lock up the, the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award now because he clearly did it because he raised the money. Like, all right, well, Cap did the same exact thing. Right. No, raising money for, for the people over in Somalia, raising and right. donating his own money. Right. How much of that $20 million that J.J. Watt just raised? And it came quick. Right. You know, it was supposed to be 200000 Next thing you know, oh, we raised a million dollars in, in uh, you know, an hour. Oh, my God. It's up to $5 million now. Like, wait a minute, dude. Like, how much of that money you think is his own money? Right. Hey, listen, I, I don't know, man. I'm going to tell you this. It To me, it's just really crazy. Like I say, they could paint you however they want to paint you. Like, imagine that. Like, like Kaepernick, literally, if they wanted to, they could paint him as a civil rights like icon if they want to for doing what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? And they choose not to. Like, that's the craziest thing. And, and as the consumers of the media, you just gonna run with the story you're given. So now JJ Watt a hero. And now and further that, let's go with this. Not only is Kaepernick not a hero, let's further the story by saying he's not even a capable quarterback. And oh, let's yeah, further uh, and let's further the story by saying, Oh, if you'd sign him, he gonna be a distraction. Like where does that come from? That's all media created. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's crazy. Like, so let's continue to, you know, it, it's just crazy, man. Like you tell Cap to stick to sports. Right. I, don't want po- I don't want politics in my in my football, but right. JJ Watt has, you know, isn't told to stick to sports. Right, and it's it's crazy because why did you know? I, I get. I mean, kudos to JJ Watt for raising money for those people because we both know what what that hurricane life right. like. Right, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and uh, you know, so credit him for raising that money because it's better that he has it going directly to people as opposed to the, the Red Cross and, and right. stuff, stuff like that, you know, but um, they're, they're overly they're gushing about this They over. it's funny because you, you brought up a good point about the media drives what people believe mm-hmm. and it's been quiet from the media when Kaepernick because they didn't know how to respond, J.J. Watt donates some pampers and all of a sudden it's like Man, oh my God, why can't football? Share this on Facebook. Right, exactly. Do this. Why can't? Oh my God, look what he's doing for the troops. Right. You know what I'm saying? And all that. No, it's, I, I hate that. But it shows you the hypocrisy. It shows you that, and to be brutally honest, black people don't care, it, you know, in the eyes of some. Um, they don't care about black people in the eyes of some people. Uh, just like they love to talk about Martin Luther King as if Martin Luther King lived to be 98 years old. No, you killed Martin Luther King. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You, you, chopped, you, you chopped him down pretty quick. 
oh, everybody talk about, man, look at Muhammad Ali. And you only love him once he wasn't able to speak. All right. You know what I'm saying? All right. So watch when Kaepernick died. They were like, you know what, man? Kaepernick was doing something right, man. You got to be more like Kaepernick. Man, kiss right. my ass, man. Like, All right. And now that it, it to me, it's just so sad to see how many people don't. Uh, I guess I can say see what he's standing for. Like it, it's, it's obvious that this dude is literally being blackballed. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's it's blatantly obvious. Like that's that's the sad part. And to know that 32 teams have bought into this. Though you realize it's so blatantly obvious that Brock Osweiler still on the team signed with the Broncos. With the Broncos, I mean, imagine it. Imagine that. You just watched him be trash. Like, that's fresh trash in your mind. <laughs> right? <laughs> hey, I'm going to say this. I mean, we'll, we'll get to the worst teams in a minute, so I ain't going to even bring that up. We'll get to that in a minute. Man, my stomach hurt, man. What you mean your stomach hurt? Man, my back hurt, man. I mean, you need to stop what you're doing. You're running around all night. You're on a flight. You're putting something in your nose that ain't agreeable with your body. And here you want to wake up and talk about it's something you ate last night. It's the red grape. Ah, no, it ain't. You need to stop what you're doing. It's the dope. The brown going to bring you down. The white going to keep you hype. But I like it. But no, you need to stop. You're running around. You're talking about you want to do security work. Man, you can't stay woke. How you gonna watch somebody and you can't watch yourself? You need to straighten up, get in the mirror and say, I'm gonna stop right now, but I like it. No, what you need to do is, you need to straighten up, get your mind right and say, I'm gonna do what I need to do. I need to quit getting off the hill and straighten up, but you wanna do everything else. You're throwing up on the carpet, you're coming around acting like people don't know. I know when you're getting down, I know what you're doing. Everybody else know what you're doing. You're scratching, you're blaming on the soap pot. Talking about it's the detergent. No, it ain't the detergent. It's that shit. You need to stop. You're throwing up. You're looking, you're rubbernecking, and you're goosenecking. And you're talking about you want to improve yourself. You need to say, I'm When you hear quit, that, 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 that music, <laughs> when you hear Ziggy, <laughs> when it's, it's time for tough conversations. Right, and we it's been a while since we've been on the podcast, man. But we got three tough conversations we gotta have with 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 the folks, man. So I'll bring up the first one. The first tough conversation we gotta have, and and again, these people right now they're going through a lot, or they're about to go through a lot, because you got Hurricane Irma steamrolling across the Caribbean with a beeline to to uh, Miami. But down in Miami, I need for the fans to understand. Jay Cutler is quietly an upgrade over Ryan Tannehill simply because Cutler isn't afraid to throw that thing downfield. And that's going to be the difference, especially when you look at all the weapons they got on a perimeter, all the weapons they're going to have, um, you know, at tight end. And now they have, they can still keep, I don't care if they have that crash test dummy in the backfield. You know, running to the back alignment and all that <laughs> stuff like that. The South Beach version of J uh, Jordan Howard. I don't care if they got that in the backfield. They got Cutler. Cutler got them weapons on the outside. Cutler about to let that thing fly. Hey, well, I'm going to just tell you this. This is what you really leaving out the picture. He may be an upgrade as far as throwing the ball, but he is as scary as he is <laughs> <laughs> throwing the ball. And sadly... Mad Moe getting treated like a stepson. And he the only one on the roster with a winning record. 
Like that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> like they really treating Matt Moe like he don't have a winning record. And if you've been that Dolphin locker room, I'm gonna say again, like you can't be happy with that, man. Like I'm gonna say, obviously Jay Cutler got the gun. He had it. He bent. That's something he blessed with. He could throw it from anywhere, and he gonna throw it in there. But I mean, Matt Moe gotta be. I don't even know, man. Matt, I mean, he. If you if he just don't feel ultimately played by this situation, like I don't even know what to say, man. They like Jay Cutler literally rolled out of bed for ten million. No, literally, like I thought <laughs> Phil Jackson was the only one to do some some shit like that. Right. And, and, but I mean, if if Matt Moore ever feel down, and you know he could go get some of that good leadership from your little partner that's sitting right here on the uh, injury reserve list. Right. Oh man, of course not. He gonna. Tannehill gonna teach him how to be a league. No, 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 not Tannehill. Your oh. your partner. Who that? Lamine Barrow. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't talking about the greatest linebacker in LSU history. Uh, leadership, eighteen, baby. No. What other tough conversation we gotta have here, man? Hey, we gotta talk about these Philadelphia Eagles and the hype surrounding them. And not this. This is more than just the wince wagon. It's about how they got to deal with the reality of their upcoming schedule. And this is kind of is directly related to wins because when you look at this schedule and you look at some of the defenses he's gonna have to face, it, it's not pretty for Philadelphia. I mean, they got they open up at Washington. I here's the thing about the Redskins defense, right? I think people are sleeping on the Redskins defense. Right. I mean, you add Jonathan Allen, you got a healthy Ryan Kerrigan, you still got Preston Smith, um, you got Cravens. Got Cravens, you know, if, if his head right, you know. And so I, I think you got Josh Norman, you know. So they got some dudes up out there that's going to that's gonna get pressure. And quite honestly, I don't think did – they, they, they didn't beat the Redskins last year at all. Man. So, I mean, you got Washington. We know Kansas City coming with nothing but in the you, – you don't leave Kansas City not throwing less than four picks. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. I think week week four, Wentz is gonna have a negative quarterback rate. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I mean, week two, my man. I was about to say because that's you two. You got a lot of faith in the Chargers. <laughs> no, I mean, I meant to say week two. I'm just looking at this schedule. No, but then after that, they play the Giants, then the Chargers, and then they play the Cardinals. Now you know what's happening in Arizona. Now, you know what's happening in KC, New York, Arizona. Carolina. That pressure in Arizona, in Carolina. San Francisco got Reuben Foster. The Broncos got Vaughn Miller. And they bring picks back to the house through the Broncos. Hey, so, I mean, I'm looking at the schedule, and I, I'm going to tell you, these are the wins I see for them. They play the Rams. True. They play the 49ers. Broncos. Why don't they have quarterbacks in both spots? <laughs> jeez. We'll get to that in a minute, but jeez. I mean, literally, I'm looking at this schedule, and that's the only wins I could give them. And here's the thing. We said this previously on other casts, is that they're going to win a, at least, you know, maybe five to six games based on defense. But just looking at the schedule, I can't see more than four. And I'm giving them the defense going to win them two extra. The defense going to uh, – that the lowest scoring games in the league gonna be when they play Denver. <laughs> I think San Francisco defense dope. Uh, the Rams, we know the Rams defense is dope. 
right um giants defenses that you know and he beat the giants in philly um i think i, I think that kansas city game is gonna be that's gonna be that that smelling salts game <laughs> straight straight up like yeah. Hey, you talk about a dude in, in Marcus Peters that don't drop picks. I know. Come on, Saints. We want the author or Andrew Peter. Shout out to Sean Payton, you know, <laughs> building build up that offensive line. <laughs> hey, bro. Yo, hey. it's a sidebar. Before we get back to these tough conversations, somebody hit me up on King Juice on, on Twitter. Hit me up saying they revoked his trade. Uh, his fantasy football trade, right? Mm-hmm. So he got he he uh was able to get Antonio Brown um in a trade, and what he tr- had to trade away was well, I'll tell you right here, he he traded away Eric Decker, the Chiefs defensive special teams. I wouldn't have done that, Mm-mm. and Adrian Peterson. He said they rejected that trade, and he was like, Why do people think like Adrian Peterson is is this is gonna be that dude. I'm like, I agree with you because mm-hmm. I don't know why all these fantasy people on these NFL networks and ESPNs think Peterson about to rush for <laughs> 1500 yards. Peterson not about to get 1500 steps in his offense. <laughs> Listen, I kid you not, these Saints fans crazy, man. They don't understand, bro. No, listen, they thirsty for some wins. Because <laughs> listen, I'm telling you, it's a true story. I'm sitting now, I'm at dinner the other day, out at this little ball, or whatever, with some coworkers. Bro, do the Saints man. He looking on camera, look in the camera, arguing with Cowboys man. You know, Shreveport is right. big Dallas Cowboys man. Arguing with this Cowboys man, he's sick with a straight face. I'm telling you right now, Adrian Peterson running for twenty five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this it's on camera I got to get an email to you <laughs> on camera and then he tried to get me to co-sign I said, <laughs> I said man you tripping <laughs> no Adrian Peterson ain't gonna get 2500 walking through the locker room no he not getting 2500 sit up nothing this though no. Would would Ingram probably like, bro? I'm don't don't get your hopes up, like like let me just school you on it. Peterson like, nah, I got that pedigree. I'm a Hall of Famer, bro. It's not gonna work out like that. You know what I'm saying? You about to you about to then they cut Coon too, so you about to be the lead blocker. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna move Peterson to fullback, straight up. Like no, no it's sad, bro. Uh, it's sad. I mean, like I said, if we was Carolina with these running backs, I'd be psyched up. But at we, the end of the day, we ain't gonna run the ball. So I, I mean, shout out to Sean Payton though. I mean, right. Ramsey got Ramsey out there though. You know what I'm saying? Right. So show up that offensive line, baby. Yeah, um, we got one more. We got one more tough conversation we gotta have, and this, and we go to the college ranks for this tough conversation. And 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 this, I like this one because. You know, you you I, I'm on the Twitter all day, right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? I, so I'm I'm deep in the streets. Right. You know, so I, I got my ear to it. I know what's going on. And so you see on all the magazine covers, you got JT Barrett and his leadership. Like I don't know, they've been hyping up JT Barrett 
for about for three nine years, years now. Exactly. Nine years. Bingo. He like the, the new Chris Lee. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like they've hyped him up to where his leadership's supposed to lead them the, to the way. And, and oh, you know, the Big Ten is really like just Ohio State and everybody else. Like, man, listen, I don't think people, I don't think people caught winter what happened last year. Like Joe Moorhead came in from the Bronx and Fordham, took that offensive coordinator job, and Penn State started scoring points out the wazoo. And we know James Franklin went to Vanderbilt. Recruited there, had Vanderbilt like seven to eight wins, competing, competing. So you you think you think James Franklin might be something serious in this Big Ten, right? Hey, listen, I'm gonna say this. I, I told you this the other day. I said James Franklin gonna be the next person to have Urban Meyer eating peace on that on that golf course. See, bro, I don't think nobody understand the the visual of defeated more so than Urban Meyer. What, what bowl game? Who that was? That Saban, right? Yeah, they, no, it was. Was it Saban? Yeah. Somebody beat him, and he was sitting in that that on that golf cart in the hallway with that that box of Papa Johns, frustrated. Don't talk to me. Don't come near me. I'm mad. I'm retired. My yeah. heart hurts. Yeah, no, he he definitely retired on him. But I would just say this. I really mean it, man. Like, James Franklin, when you look at Penn State and you look at the talent he's putting out and what he's doing or what he has, and obviously you know about the recruiting ground there. Penn State just wasn't able to pick from it with the suspensions and all the stuff surrounding them the past few years. But if this dude, I mean, doing what he's doing, if he keep winning and recruiting the way he does, I mean, he's already got the, the foundation as far as good coaching. You know what he's, what he's selling is working because he's had success wherever he's gone. So you trust him as a coach, and you, he just probably had to catch up to Urban. But, I mean, they legitimately had a shot of being in the championship game last year. So, you know, I mean, in the playoffs pretty much. They missed it, you know, the Final Four or whatever. But they arguably deserved to be in there. And so I'm just – I don't know. I'm excited to see what's going to happen at Penn State. And the dude, Barkley, you know, looked like the real deal. So he got him a, a, a great weapon to build around for this year. And, you know, the quarterback, I mean, he's not – I wouldn't say your prototypical quarterback, but you know he's a gamer. You know he's not scared, and I mean he's a threat to run and pass. So I mean they they have some weapons at Penn State, man. But see that's the thing too, and they're in the side they're on the side of the division with Penn State, and so they're gonna have to see Penn State they're in that East Division. They would they're gonna have to go through Michigan. Uh, Michigan State should be better. Um, too bad Maryland quarterback just tore his ACL. Otherwise Maryland would have been in the mix too. Uh, with the with the way they went down at Austin and ruined that whole like Tom Herman party by putting up fifty one points on them Longhorns. Oh, so, that was ugly. That was ugly. I mean, Penn State is going to be a collision course with them. They play Ohio State October the twenty eighth, three thirty on Fox at Ohio State. Because here is the thing: you they got pit this week. They can't overlook that one. That's going to be a huge game. Um, and so they got Saquon Barkley. The recruiting is is just ridiculous. They already probably got like a top ten class for 2018 right. guys that's committed. Um, I was I did the high school game uh, Camp Hill and Lancaster Catholic last weekend, and they have a they and James Franklin was there at the game. He came in the second half and was standing on the sideline because they have a commit on that team, a tight end that's like six. He's legit six eight two thirty five, but I think he's gonna end up playing DN 
uh, when he get to Penn State. This dude had like a, a 85 yard touchdown reception, like caught a quick slant or a hitch, mm-hmm. people off and outran people to the end zone. But you could tell he more he not a he not a real receiver, but he good though. Yeah, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Also, though, you gotta imagine this. Imagine college football. You automatically winning if you got Jane Franklin coming into your living room recruiting you because this dude's so young. You know what I'm saying? Like he's so relatable to players. Like that's just a selling point. I mean, literally, you want to go play for a coach like that. You can relate to him more generationally. You know what I'm saying? It's different from having a 60 year old coach. Uh, you know, even 55 year old coach. This dude literally coming there look like your uncle. You know, <laughs> you won't go play for him. I mean. Not only does he have that age thing going for him, but also it's his track record. You know, the track record speaks for itself. So he himself is just a great recruiting tool. So you can, you know, you can continue to expect to see Penn State in the top recruiting classes. I mean, this dude got a great school, great tradition, and a winning team. So what else? What else is he gonna do? I mean, so you, so you telling me that. If Brian Kelly came to your house, you you not you not going to Notre Dame? No, not at all. You not might end up fighting Brian <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> like by the time look, look, it's look, over with. Look, Brian Kelly might not eat turkey neck. <laughs> right, exactly. So, you know, it is what it is. So I mean that that's the tough conversations we have for this podcast. So we're gonna take a quick musical interlude and be right back with more of the football freestyle here on the football game plan podcast network. Lows yet we walk on roads. Now here's a story about Cody. Now surely you don't know him, but you done seen him rolling. See Cody on your block, and Cody from my street. And Cody get more props, cause Cody got gold teeth. And Cody gon' thug it till the law strike him. And if you don't know Cody, then you know somebody like him. See Cody just 15, and Cody got big dreams, but Cody ain't really show. If he gon' see 16, his mama don't give a so Cody don't give up, and when he hit the block, then see they know he don't give up. He got it going. A older dealer got him scoring. The road that lies ahead, I don't think they wanna show him. Cody blinded by all of that fast money. You see, if Cody had sense, he woulda seen the last dummy who had money just from chilling on the block with his partners. Now he in a cell block and he not with his partners. See, we all know the way the story goes for those who unprepared for the roads. And welcome back to the football freestyle here on the football game plan podcast network episode four emory hunt the czar the playbook iw at do you music do you music.com and that song you just heard was cody and it, you know it's a it's a, a heavy song if you guys want to check that out go to itunes iw um or go to do you music.com and, and check out the song but cody is a real deep song man what was your inspiration for writing that one uh that song actually uh something i wrote long time ago one of my first years teaching probably my first year as a school teacher and it's uh based off of a, a, a actual student that i had a dude named cody and when i had the idea the concept for the song i actually let him know you know before i actually wrote it i'm like man i'm thinking about writing this song and using you as the main character about it and he was all psyched up for it, you know so i went ahead and did it but it's just loosely based on what i was seeing with him and some things going on uh you know, there's a part two to the song because it's, it's such a long story. I couldn't turn it into one song. It would have been a 10-minute song. But all that's on the website at uh, Do You Music. 
but uh pretty much is it's a, just a true story based off of what i saw with him and obviously i added my own little details to it so you don't know what's all exactly i want to put all the man business in the street you know what i'm saying so um but it's it's i don't know it's one of my most downloaded songs it's a, it's a real song i mean as a teacher how often do you see stories like that uh oh. rolling through your classroom oh man listen I, I i generate a lot of my material from the stuff i see like literally i mean from my students from parents from you know every everyday life so it is it's a fact that on the on the daily now it depends on what type of school you at the environment uh but when i first started teaching i was teaching at a in a pretty rough school so you saw a lot of it. Like, I, you know, a lot of my students, you know, been killed. A lot of them in jail now, stuff like that. And it is what it is. It's crazy, man. It's, but that's a deep song right there. That Cody song is is one of my favorites. Um, we're going to move on now to some NFL predictions. You know, we got the NFL season coming up Thursday, Kansas City at New England. It should be the should be a good game. Um, and it's gonna that's going to be the moment of truth. But uh, if you if you Alex Smith, this is this is your Super Bowl. Well, you can't throw a bad pass at all. You can't do nothing. You better you better come out. He has to come out like he came out uh, that first drive against Pittsburgh in that playoff game for every for every series. All right. Because he if he if if one of his pat you know would be the worst. The worst would be if Tyreek Hill streaking down the sideline right wide open. Uh-huh. And Alex Spit underthrow him. <laughs> you know, though, you know who stand on that sideline. No, no, you know Pat Mahomes ain't gonna ever take his helmet off. <laughs> he, gonna be, he gonna be on the sideline the whole game that, with his helmet on. <laughs> that boy right arm gonna be oiled up. It's, it's gonna be like 70 degrees out there in Foxborough, but his right arm gonna be glistening. He yeah, has yeah. nothing but uh, baby all like coach. I'm ready. <laughs> Listen, but we got a bunch to give love to Andy Reid for re- recognizing the truth when he see it. <laughs> like they, just, see. They, they got to slowly ease Alex Smith out that spot because if you look at that last preseason game and you don't want Pat Mahomes at your quarterback, something wrong, bro. Pat Mahomes, when he throw the ball, man, he make you believe in things, man. Like, in, in life. In life. <laughs> he make you believe in life. Like when you sitting there at work, and you don't think you can get that Johnson report in before before deadline? Think about Pat Mahomes throwing a deep over route. You know no, but here's the thing: what you got to realize on that play, like we always say, this: you judge a person by what they do in the pocket, you judge a person by what they do under pressure. But Pat Mahomes making throws, scrambling out of the pocket, knowing he' about to get smashed, and throwing throws that people can't <laughs> can't make in the pocket. Like he, I mean, he threw that ball rolling to his right and threw a post route and hit this dude like sixty yards down the field <laughs> in stride when he knew he was about to get smashed in the face, and he hopped back up because he knew it was a completion. <laughs> I swear, man. Like we seen a lot of dudes with with life changing arm strength, right? We've seen Warren Moon, we've seen Jeff George, we just talked about Jake Cutler. You know what I'm saying? Matt Stafford got an arm that can go end zone to end zone. All right. You know what I'm saying? So we so we not just exact fall. Fall could throw the football through 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 somebody's life and get out on the other side. You know what I'm saying? So 
We've seen this dude has that on, man, and has the accuracy and the toughness to go with it. But I said all that to say this. We got to talk about some predictions right now, and we got to look at who you think the best team this year in the NFL will be. I mean, I'm going to shock some people with this, but I'm just going on my common sense. And my common sense telling me it's going to be hard to beat the Raiders, man. I think I, I got them as the best team. You know, they get solid on defense. I mean, no need to mention Khalil Mack. And, you know, he has a good supporting cast on defense. But what they bring to the table offensively, signing Marshawn Lynch and bringing in Cordero Patterson to go along with Amari Cooper. And they already have Crabtree. I mean, this it, barring injury, I that's going to be a hard team to stop. I mean, just in, I don't know. I don't know how you stop them. I'm thinking about it, and I can't imagine stopping them. So that's why I'm picking them. I mean, you got a lot of faith in that defense. That defense was dirt terrible last year, man. <laughs> and, but, to you know, and here's the thing, too. All preseason, everybody's been waiting to see uh, Obi Mellon Fonwu. Um, they've been waiting to see Gary and Conley. Both of them not really have, have, have played a lot, Conley in particular. Um, so you got to think at some point they're going to get healthy as the season goes on. So they, they should be better defensively. I still like, you know, some of the dudes they have on defense, like Reggie Nelson, Carl Joseph, and Travis Carey just pick off passes. I like him and, and um, Amerson. So, you know, they're going to be they're going to be better defensive. I think they're going to be better. But we, we talked about this at nauseum off air, um, their offense, you know, that's going to be the ridiculous part of, of what they bring to the table. Once they added a threat in the backfield uh, with Lynch, even those dudes that they have backing them up in DeAndre Washington and Jalen uh, Rashad, those Jalen Richard, those dudes can really ball. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, 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 I am not mad at you for saying the Oakland Raiders are going to be the best team in, in uh, the NFL. I, I think the best team, and some may think is a cop-out, but I think these dudes, just by the sheer fact that their quarterback seems to make all the right decisions, I like Dallas, and I'm going to tell you why. Because Dallas, with Dak Prescott and the confidence that he has in every – it seems like he he knows every pass about to be complete. <laughs> like, I'm just about – like, <laughs> this dude open, that dude open. Right. Oh, I see that safety going uh, to the opposite hash. So I'm going to just throw it back, back shoulder, upper – clavicle to Dez Bryant and I'm gonna hit it right there on money. And they're they're another defense that was their front seven. They quietly they stopped the run well last year. Mm-hmm. Um and if you play complimentary football, meaning your offense puts up points consistently, your defense will be better as a result. Like we've seen that before. You don't have to have a top five defense. You can have a top 15 defense and get to the Super Bowl. Um but I like the Jordan Lewis edition. I like the Chidobe Awuzie uh, addition, the Xavier Woods addition, those rookies, along with uh, you know Orlando Scandrick and, and Nolan Carroll. I think I think Dallas gonna be real good this year. They what thirteen and three last year, even without Ezekiel Elliott for whatever amount of games they, they decided to, to spend a do for spend a do for. But I think they have enough in the running game to be efficient because they got a, a dude back there in the pocket and Prescott that is playing out of his mind right now. Well, I mean, I'm picking the Raiders. I mean, so if you want my – I'm picking them as the best in the AFC, but on the NFC side, I'd have to go with Tampa Bay. I'm excited to see Tampa Bay. I know their defense is going to be ridiculous. So I know, like, Tampa defense, I – 
Man, I mean, I hate that they play in the division with my team, but it is what it is. Tampa's defense with those linebackers and the secondary and the D-line, like they really don't have a weakness on defense. And you add to the fact that Jameis just upgraded the offense big time. And like we always say, you know he's going to lead. So, right. that, I mean, I, I, my Super Bowl pick right now, I got the Raiders in Tampa Bay. I hadn't decided who's going to win that game yet. You know what? And it's, I know the Patriots went 14-2, but I just find it hard to see how. And I just I think, you know, it's just like, how do people lose to the Patriots? You know, because on paper, it just doesn't make sense. And so it, it will be easy to say the Patriots. So I'll, let's just say Patriots could be good, that, you know, they, they're understood. But if I want to go with a sleeper pick for the Super Bowl, and it's going to probably make some people mad, but I do think from the AFC, you know, I already told you like Dallas, but I like Cincinnati, man. I think they're going to overcome their offensive line issues, and they got a three-headed monster in the backfield. The the receiving core just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And defensively, they got dudes back there. First of all, they got uh, – homeboy that that knock you out like he don't take he don't take nothing no shit from nobody no, perfect perfect <laughs> nah. you know what i'm saying they gonna get him back after three games right. they got jordan willis you know nick vigil's not a bad player and in the secondary they, they got dudes that literally like to fight <laughs> so you you can't be you can't go wrong with them dude so i i think i think they're gonna find i think we're gonna finally see marvin lewis you know, get off the get off the mat, so to see, speak. But that that's what you're sleeping on. You 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 sleeping on Marvin Lewis, the coach, bro. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, that, that is true. So he he, he got to shake this 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 demon. He like Marty Schottenheimer at this point. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good one because Schottenheimer <laughs> did have that ghost on him. You know what I'm saying? But, and until he shake it, it's official. It's official. I mean, the Chargers and Chiefs should have been Super Bowl teams on the on the. I mean, hell, the Browns. Right. Every time the Browns lost them, them games uh, under Marty. But the worst team. Now, there's plenty of candidates that, that can be considered the worst team. But I'll I, I tell you right now, man. I, I All right, you go first. Because I, 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 I want to save mine. Because I think mine going to surprise some people. Who do you well, think is going to be the worst team? See, I, I officially didn't want to call them the worst. But then when I saw that the GM was out there saying that Brian Hoyer was going to be – was going <laughs> to shock the world and a great, you know, starting quarterback. The 49ers, I mean, is – it's terrible, man. They out there with Hoyer quarterback. I don't know who's starting that running back, but if it's Carlos Hyde, that's just an atrocity. I don't – I mean – I mean, no, I'm serious. Who are their receivers? Who play for the receiver for the 49 <laughs> No, I'm serious. I'm not even playing. Like, Mike Sherrod. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, no, and then I'm, I'm listening to TV the other day. Adam Schefter already interviewing Josh Allen about what it's going to be like to play for the 49ers. Like, so, I mean, it, it's just official that they know that they're trying to be sad. Like, they're not even trying to win. Not with that roster. <laughs> that <laughs> roster. Like, they, they they had a great defensive draft. I give them that. They got great defensive players. But offensively, they ain't trying to win. But, see, that's why I think the 49ers won't be the worst team because I think their defense is legit good. They got dudes that could take the ball away and read. Uh, Lorenzo Jerome, once he get mm-hmm. out that 49 jersey, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> get him a better number because I don't care how cold, how many picks you had in college, you can't 
if you got 49 in that secondary, like, you're you going to be a target. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, um, but their defense is going to be dope. I, and I, I don't think they're going to be as bad. I'm, I'm not going to say the Jets going to be bad because I think the Jets defense is actually good. You know, the Jets defense is ridiculous. You know, and, and they got a good running back. Shout out to Louisiana, Raging Cages, Elijah McGuire. They still got 40 out there. Um, and, you know, I yes, their quarterback situation is, is complete shit water. Right. right? That's that's un- you may you know I may think I may say Hoyer is better than anybody on the Jets roster at quarterback. Now, Hackenberg, but, yeah, listen, you know it's bad. Hackenberg go ten for twenty three and they celebrate. That they say at least he didn't die, so <laughs> it's a win. Move him up the depth chart. The boy improving. He was a second round pick, right? Oh my God, yo! And Dak went in the fourth. <laughs> Boy, that league something else, ain't it? <laughs> you know, it's just a crapshoot. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you this, you know who gonna be the worst team in the league, man? Just looking at their roster, <laughs> the Colts. Oh yeah, Colts are trouble, man. Andrew Luck hurt, and the Colts just not the Colts trying to lie to themselves think he gonna be back. Luck not stupid. Luck look around, and he see man, I got mind grief. I got Aiken. I got T.Y. Hilton that they deal. T.Y. Hilton decent, but T.Y. Hilton not Jerry Rice. I know, no, listen, you know what I'm saying? I want you to imagine you getting ready for a, a game. It's a, like a serious battle going down, and you look across the field, and they say, who they most dangerous, man? And they point to T.Y. Hilton. You're going to think to yourself, man, we about to blow them out. <laughs> <laughs> imagine imagine you Chuck Pagano, right? And you sitting on that side, you know what's about to happen. And Quinn Bray come up to you and put his hand on your shoulder like, Coach, if you need, I- I'm ready. Go to me. Run that offense through me. Like, Oh, man. And so they, they sent out Ryan Kelly Hurt, um, the first-round pick last year. They got uh, Frank. Shout out to Frank Gore, though. Dog, you realize oh, yeah. Frank Gore, eleven hundred yards away from being fourth all time in the NFL history. <laughs> Frank about to pass up Barry. <laughs> <laughs> right. While y'all laughing, kicking, and joking, Frank out here with fifteen thousand yards rushing in his career. Right. So they they got they got a decent running game, but defensively, though, even in the preseason, dudes was lighting them up. Yeah, like dude. normally, you know, you a preseason game, you 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 show some resistance up front. Your your starters tend to hold it on, hold hold their own for a little bit. Right. Backups tend to be, you know, about the same speed as the other backups. But they was getting blown out, like man. They was looking like that that one and fifteen team. Exactly. So I mean, you out the they. So I, I would say the Colts. If I'm luck, I'm not playing at all this year. My shoulder hurt. No, listen. You know what, I, what what are the codes waiting on the draft a running back? I well, they they took Marlon Mack. <laughs> I, mean, I ain't oh. no Marlon Mack. <laughs> you got that speed though, right? That's what they like, right? No, the codes been having top picks forever, though. I mean, how? I don't know. It is what it is. You yeah, the Colts in trouble, man. Like, um, cause they about to go out there. Week one was Scott Tozing. Hey. And 
they know he's sad, so that's why they went ahead and traded uh, Philip Dorsett for Jacoby Brissett. Yep, no, that that was a smart move. I realize they got the better of that deal. You got to give them that. Yep, they, so, they got a, they got a quarterback for a, a receiver who. I'm still waiting to see make a play. I mean, I think he caught a touchdown last year. Well, you know, because he was fast at that senior bowl, running them them 15 yard stopping goals, and and you know, and people, you know, them scouts, they get excited when you're out there with no pressure in practice. And that blazing forty time, like my good, you because when you get that speed, right? Like, that's all. <laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> like, but staying in the same division, and, and this is why it's so frustrating to be uh, to know what f- good football look like. And know what good football players look like, but you in the in the same division with the Houston Texans, right? Who oh, are legit man. Super Bowl ready? How long before Deshaun Watson starts? But first, why would Bill O'Brien name that other boy to start and knowing he said? Hey, listen, I'm gonna say this and I mean it. Bill O'Brien and everybody in Houston, like Bill O'Brien, can't look himself in the mirror straight and tell himself that Deshaun Watson not a better quarterback than. The dude who's savage, right? Right. So, hey, listen to me. You don't take the dude 12th overall. So that means you know you know, you don't have a quarterback on your roster. If you're taking the quarterback with your first pick, then you want this dude to play. So, I mean, I'm going to say the same thing I said about Dak last year. Deshaun Watson rolled out of bed better than this dude, man. Better than savage. Like literally, like he don't, he, don't, he you could put him out there, and Deshaun Watson don't have to know the play. <laughs> you just snap the ball, <laughs> and he better than Savage with him knowing the play. I'm just saying, just realistically, bro. So it's sad that he, like you say, Houston ready. They have everything they need, and for some reason, the coach named Savage the starter. I mean, hopefully, this only lasts for you know a quarter or two. Uh, you know, <laughs> you know <laughs> how long it takes for him to wake back up and realize that that's Tom Savage he didn't throw out there <laughs> during the regular season. Like And like we said, if, you know, people get it twisted in the preseason. Like, you can hide players and you can take them out. Like, no, in a regular season, you full quarters, you got to play. And every play counts. So, you know, I just – maybe if Savage – I don't know, man. Savage had a good little game where, he, you know, I guess it was versus the Saints where he had some decent numbers, and that made him happy, I guess. I don't know. That, that, that's that's very peculiar, man. Yeah, it's frustrating because that's the dude that should be out there starting right now. Like, he should have been – just how uh, the Cowboys did with Dak when Dak uh, – when Romo got hurt, threw Watson they, – they threw Dak out there from day one, just like the Browns did. Like, you know, we're going to have this little fake competition to make it, you know, <laughs> make it seem like you know we giving Brock a chance for this job for, for for Kaiser. I don't know why Houston, you know, feel the need to waste time. Like you could legit start the season zero and one because you're stupid. I know. No, you literally giving away victories. Like trust me, the team you playing against is happy that you starting Tom Savage. Like they like they couldn't be more thrilled that Tom Savage is who they're going up against. That's crazy, man. Like, looking at the divisions, though, who you got winning that division? Uh, I would say, I, I listen, it's Houston, Pendon, Watson. If they don't start Houston, then I think Tennessee may run away with it. But I, if, yeah. if if they wake up and play Watson, they'll win. I mean, we always say this, bro. Forget the numbers. Obviously, he put up decent numbers during the preseason. But what you can't count for is somebody that's not scared. 
And you know for a fact, Watson not scared. No matter what the situation is, he going to play his best at the most crucial points in the game. And that's all you want from the quarterback position, man. And I agree with you. It's, it's Houston to, to Houston's to lose, but Tennessee right there in, in the mix. Um, AFC West, who you got? Uh, I got Oakland. You know, I say yeah. You you yeah. said you got Oakland. I, I think yeah, Oakland too, man. That, but I was, I, you know what? The Chargers' offense look look great under Philip Rivers in the in the preseason, but they don't have the defense. I don't I don't believe in Oakland. You're right. That's clear cut. You know, winner of that division. I believe in uh, NFC and, West. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was about to say Oakland pending if Mahomes don't start. Now, because we know Kansas City got legit defense. They have weapons on offense. If Mahomes starts, people that going to change everything. That it is really the power will. balance, right, because if Mahomes starts, then now you about to find out how, how terrible your cornerbacks are. <laughs> you know, <laughs> we go back to your point. If Mahomes starts, you automatically believe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, at that point, anything possible. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> If Mahomes starting anything possible, anything possible, like every game, every game you got a shot. You know what I'm saying? So, so that's the difference. And uh, with the AFC, I got the rest of the AFC. I got Pittsburgh and uh, New England. And it, here's the thing: just getting back on that New England thing, isn't it sad that Tom Brady like really fought it? It don't. And it, it, don't, and it don't seem like and it doesn't seem like you really. When you think of him, you thinking of him like he twenty nine. Like literally, that's how you think about him in his head. And this dude fought it. Like if he was anybody else, like he like literally be fourth string at this point in his career. <laughs> like I don't right. So when he say he could play for another five years, he not lying. He not lying. Like he really still that like age has not literally done anything to his game. So. New England just always the constant. And you pick against them because it don't make sense that they win. It still don't. Still don't. They it's hit still, they, you know they beating you with all hitches. Right? Hitches and, and outs and ends. And you still playing ten yards off the ball. Right. It, it still don't make sense. But as soon as you come off that ball, they're hitting Gronkowski on that post corner. <laughs> exactly. And he chugging his weight with all of them. Like, he carrying, like, <laughs> Gronkowski run. Like, he trying to run through an airport, catch a late flight with all them bags and shit like that. Like, he got arm brace on, knee brace, a back flap. Like, he trying to knock down that old lid. <laughs> right. He just chugging. But uh, here, you you quickly went over to NFC, uh, AFC North, right? Mm -hmm. You said Pittsburgh. What do you think – I think Baltimore may rival – Baltimore gonna have a they're gonna be like the Jets. Baltimore have a really good defense, but their offense stinks. Yeah, no, listen, that's what I'm saying. It's sad, sad days in Baltimore, man. You know, first of all, you know, they lost Steve Smith. That was the obvious. But it's just crazy. Like they really have I'm no I mean, tell me, give me a weapon. Give me one. The only thing they got going from right now in Baltimore is that old Bay seasoning that they put on everything. <laughs> Yo, I've been I spent two days in Maryland and I had some old bay wings and I had some old bay crab cakes. I swear, I, as soon as I came home, I bought a thing of old bay. I had that seasoning is life changing. Well, I gotta cop some of that old bay. But that's the only thing they got going on that that could really, you know, defensively like, they gonna be goat. They gonna be they gonna be dope. Yeah, you know they always but, dope defensively. But offensively, man, they might score nine a game. Like who? I'm serious, M. Tell me, give me one person. Who their best offensive player? 
Oh, shit, I tell you right now. I mean, when you when you line out wide and you got Mike Wallace on one side and Bashar <laughs> Perriman on the other, no, bring in no. a Jeremy Macklin, boy, look. <laughs> they ain't gonna win the game. <laughs> oh, snap, man. <laughs> they ain't gonna win the game. That's, that's, that's a struggle core right there, boy. <laughs> No, the with all that speed they got. Yeah, no, that's that's some speed. That is some speed. Moving on <laughs> to the NFC. Start let's start our West. Get a West Coast some love. I got Seattle winning that division. Oh yeah, easily. Easily. I agree with you. Why yeah. people believe in the Cardinals, man? Because they still believe Carlson Palmer won the Heisman like last year. Like they <laughs> realized Carlson Palmer won the Heisman twenty years ago. <laughs> Like they don't get it, man. Carson and and quietly, you talk about a receiving a receiving core that's that's questionable. You got Larry Fitzgerald. John Brown may not may not be able to. Uh, we don't know how healthy he's gonna be because of the whole sickle cell thing. Um, so now you you got they drafted Chad Williams from Grambling, but other than that, man, like you know, I I, I just don't see it with the Cardinals. I see it with their defense, but I just don't see it with their offense. And, and here's the thing. The reason you don't see it, and it's sad, once again, people hate when you talk about this because the dude is really productive, but it's hard to be sold on Johnson at running back, too. Right. So right. They, they got a running back that, you know, you kind of iffy about. Kinda, here's the thing. You get the same feeling from Johnson that you got from Alfred Morris. Right. Right? Like, you know, Alfred Morris put up numbers, but when you watch them, you're like, I'm not really seeing anything. And then over time, it played out. You know what I'm saying? So. Not saying the dude not productive, not saying he's not a good back, but you know, you got Carson Palmer sketchy at quarterback. Then you got a running back who for some reason it just, you know, he getting yards, but you not understand how he getting them. So And they talk about him like he Le'Veon Bell, man, but you see things with Bell with, with Johnson. Johnson legit take both his feet off the ground to make a cut, <laughs> a lateral cut. Like that's not good. All right, no. And here's the thing, you know, he is hard to tackle. He is strong back, but creatively, you know, and I mean, I just, I don't see it. So I'm, I'm just not so on Arizona because, like we always say, when, when, the, when, when everything hit the fan, Palmer gonna revert back to being the Palmer post knee injury. I mean, Paul, Carlson Palmer was a great quarterback pre before that Pittsburgh injury. I agree because yeah. once that, could that change everything? No, it really did. Like, Carlson Palmer was legit cold before that injury. And ever since then, I I, I mean, literally, you know, I just ha- I haven't seen the same player. And not physically, I mean mentally the same player. Right, because he can still throw the, throw the shit out the ball. Right. It's just that he don't have that same that same it that made him Carson Palmer. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. and it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but that's – and it was just a knee injury. So right. – you know, I I just it's a shame that we could pinpoint when things changed. Right now, in the NFC South, you, you like Tampa, right? Yes, I like Tampa too. I I I agree with you. Tampa defense is about to be something serious to deal with. Oh man, them linebackers. Where are you gonna run? You you not? No, like, you not? You not? I mean, seriously, you you not gonna run on them? I I I can predict that now. They gonna have a ridiculous run defense. They're gonna be so good, man. They got two dudes on a corner that can pick off passes and Grimes right. and Hargraves. Jeez. All right, no, I know. What I mean, literally, what you gonna do? So, you know, we like them. In the NFC North, this is this is a toss-up because I think it can go either way, but I think Green Bay figures it out and then they win the division. 
Yeah, I, I definitely had Green Bay too, simply because here's the thing, and you know, I'm always jumping back to my home teams, but you like Green Bay because they keep receivers, and you know they're gonna throw the ball. You know what I'm saying? So that that's good to have a, a, a stockpile of receivers if you're going to primarily focus on your passing game. That also bites Green Bay in the butt because they don't run enough. But you like them. You know that when they're hot, they, they're tough to beat no matter who their running back is because Rodgers going to those receivers. I mean, he could put up 40 in a game. And, and the thing is, you know, you look at Detroit. Detroit got to the playoffs last year, but yeah, I, I don't think they could do it again. Uh, Minnesota got Bradford. So so looking at the NFC East, I think it's going to go in order of how they're listed alphabetically. Dallas, Giants, Eagles, and Redskins. I just don't see I don't see the Giants running game being being, you know, what they think it's going to be. Plus Eli is good for two games where you just like, "Yo, what the hell are you doing?" Right. No, I mean, I have Carolina and New York getting in the wild cards. That's pretty much my, my two wild card picks. Yeah, because uh, I feel the same way about the Giants. How I feel about the Colts. Like, what are they waiting on to draft a running back? Right. I, I got you. It. I feel I the same way. Uh, you, so you got the Falcons missing the playoffs. Yeah, man. Hey, listen. You Listen, Matt Ryan, first of all, you already know how I feel about him. Like, uh. Decent quarterback, but uh, I think uh, a, a front runner, meaning that he 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 portrays that role as the the super leader, but knowing deep down he's not ready for that moment, right? Mm-hmm. And so I'm gonna say this: Imagine you, Matt Ryan, coming off that Super Bowl loss, man. I I can't see him shaking this, and 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 for, so now you gotta be ultra front runner. You know what I'm saying? Right. Now now you gotta really play that role. Now now you gotta really I mean, even the commercial, right? You, you saw the, the Gatorade yeah, commercial. Yeah, the right. Like, come on, man, that's a front runner commercial to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. Like you Matt Ryan, bro. Like you like it is what it is. Like we'll see. But I I I, I think things can gonna go real sour in Atlanta real quick. Yeah, you know, I, I can ag- I can agree with you with those two NFC wild cards. I can see the Giants and Panthers getting in. Um, AFC, who are your wild cards? Uh, I have um, Cincinnati and Kansas City. I mean, I know you had Cincinnati going all the way to the thing. My biggest thing with Cincinnati, once again, I don't trust Marvin Lewis, and, mm-hmm. and I don't fully trust Andy Dalton. Now, here's the thing. I'm not – Dalton is a game. I give him that. I don't think Dalton's scared. Dalton just – sometimes could disappear on you randomly randomly not not that i don't think dalton is a game i do think andy Dalton be stepping up and and playing at big moments but uh cincinnati just talent wise you can't keep them out the playoffs yeah they're too talented man they're too talented of a team and kansas city like i say and and you know i got kansas city in the wild card but as soon as they get in i'm gonna pick them for the super bowl So I think I think their final spot will come down to Kansas City and Tennessee. Right. Um, or Kansas City and Houston, depending on if Houston's smarting up and start Watson. If they don't, then Tennessee probably could win that division. But um we'll we'll see. We'll take a quick musical interlude and come back and get into some media hot takes. <laughs> And 
and welcome back to the Football Freestyle here on the Football Game Plan Podcast Network. I'm Emery Hunt, the Zara of the Playbook, as always, joined by IW. And you know, you know that 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 music there, that that bounce beat that we roll on into um, on the interlude. But we come back, and now we're time. Now it's time to take on some media hot takes, and I'll let you kick this one off because there's there's a dynamic duo of hot takery that. This seems to, to, on a routine basis, puts out some some sizzling takes. Hey, listen, this I, this literally happened the other day. I'm watching ESPN, and out of the blue, now here's the thing. You know, we've been doing the podcast, making our opinion known way ahead of the game. But literally, I'm watching ESPN, and Mel Kuyper, one, two, and three quarterbacks, he have... Was the guy Josh Allen? Well, he had Donald one, Josh Allen, and then uh, Rosen. And nowhere on this list was Lamar Jackson. Wow. And I, I'm just wondering. And here's the thing: then Lamar Jackson came about. He said Lamar Jackson can improve his stock if he proved that he a capable passer. Didn't he throw 31 touchdowns to nine intercepts last year? I think he did. While running. For, for 50, plus fifteen hundred and twenty something touchdowns, yeah. So he, he scored needs, fifty-one touchdowns last year, and he needs to improve his stock. But Josh Allen threw twenty touchdowns to fifteen picks, and we just fresh off watching him blow that Iowa game. Man, yo, hey, no, listen, this is Mel Kiper, Josh Allen, number two on the big board, number two overall. Didn't you watch that? Uh, Mount West Conference Championship game? Yes. Hey. This and that bowl game against BYU? <laughs> hey, this is crazy, man. So that that that's a definitely hot take. I I wanna want them to be held accountable for that. So that way, you know, when the draft comes and you see these dudes going, you know, first and number five overall, then when they get to the league and they're terrible, you could, you know, thank your boy Mel. Well, I mean, listen, it's as we like to say, it's not personal. It's only business. So Mel Kuyper and your little partner, Todd McShay. Sit your dumb ass down. All right. Here's here's one from Twitter. Now, this is fresh off. The, the Vikings played uh, San Francisco in a, in a preseason game, right? And Hoyer was like 10 for 10. Like the slants and flat routes just like killing it, right? And they was like, oh, Shanahan, a guru, Shanahan, you know, the way he designs the slants and the way he designs them screens and, you know, the oh, just a ball fake comeback and throw the slant. Like, it was, I mean, you thought this dude was Bill Walsh, right? So when you have efficient offense like that, it yields hot takes like this one coming from at QB Film Room. What if I told you Hoyer is 10 times the quarterback Kaepernick is or was? Ooh. It's about Our the same Kaepernick that played in two Super Bowls, damn it. Damn the two Super Bowls, right? And Hoya is on his damn the 10th team, right? Right. Wait, I, I, can we please revisit Kaepernick numbers from last year? Hey, of course. Like, you can. Please, like please, please revisit Kaepernick actual statistics from last year. Well, according to the actual games that he played last year, right? And, you know, coming off that shoulder injury coming off that you know the the fact that he wasn't really fully uh his physical self 
Last year, Kaepernick threw 16 touchdowns to four picks. Wait, stop right there. <laughs> 16 touchdowns to four picks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Oh, but you know, not that sounds like a four to one intercept ratio. That's that's really a four to one intercept ratio. Oh, he also chipped in uh, four hundred and sixty-eight yards rushing and two touchdowns. So, but he's not starting material. He four and two in the playoffs. Wow. I mean, I mean, this is just crazy, bro. Now, I mean, now for him to say Hoyer is ten times, <laughs> we got we got to take a look at them Hoyer stats. Um, Hoyer been in the league a little bit longer Now Hoyer's career numbers is 44 touchdowns, 26 picks Last year Hoyer uh, 6 touchdowns, 0 picks Uh-oh. You know oh, he, just think, he, just, he just need an opportunity He need right? a bigger sample Right, because if you extrapolate that and, and stretch that out over 16 games Then you got Joe Montana, right? Pretty much So this dude played for New England Arizona, Cleveland, Houston, and Chicago. So, but, uh, listen. What if I told you Hoy is ten times the quarterback cap is or was? QB film room is not business. It's not personal. It's just business. But man, if you don't sit your goddamn glass pistol grip chin down somewhere, do we have anyone else? Any other? Any other was out there uh, on this on this hot take train? Uh, the last hot take. I mean. It, I don't know if we addressed this, but this guy, Andy Benoit, Monday morning quarterback, did we address that? He said something. He said some dumb shit the, the last time, but okay. he, this is something new. He said he would take Wentz over anybody to run a franchise over the next 10 years. Anybody. Anybody. So that's, that includes all the – so that includes Winston, you know. Any Matt, player. here's my question to the football listeners out there and i'm serious i I, this is what i can't get over because i know it seemed like we get on the win and it i think is because of the unfounded love for this dude like i'm still trying to figure out what is it that he does that that makes him this great quarterback and I still don't see it, and, and it's just being honest. So that I mean, that to have people out there saying that they take him over anybody, not 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 quite anybody, anybody over JJ Watt. Yeah, anybody. Wow! Like, wow! How? Why? Like, please, Andy, write to us. Let us know. Call us. Phone in. <laughs> right, because I need to know what this dude can do. Like, them, though, the numbers don't make sense. 16 touchdowns, 14 picks, uh, 6.2 yards, 6.2 yards in attempt. 6.2. And we saw something like that in the preseason again this year. Like, their offense got slower. Quietly. Right. right. They in for they, 33 sacks, only one fourth quarter comeback, one game winning drive. Hey, what was the third down for Wentz? I actually had three out of 39 at one point. 39. Three out of 39 on third and eight alone. That's bad, yo. And for this athleticism, Wentz only ran for 150 yards last year and two touchdowns. Man, but you know that one touchdown was the highlight of the year, though. 
Oh, you got to show that from 14 different <laughs> angles because that shows a leadership. It shows a size. <laughs> it shows that grit. Grit. Bro, if you if you ain't out here with grit, you just ain't doing it right. So, Andy Benoit, Monday morning. And Monday morning quarterback has been on some, on some shit lately. Like, Albert Breer has been on, on this, like, uh, birth of a nation crusade with, with the hot takes. So, Andy Benoit and Monday morning quarterback is not personal. It's just business. But sit your $5 ass down before I make change. All right. We're going to take a, a, one final musical interlude and come back and wrap it up with a freestyle. So we'll be back after this. Glad to be here. Uh, great to be here from Jackson Five. Like that song, man. Listen. Oh, man. <laughs> and you know, you know, so a lot bad. of people don't realize that's the uh, that's a sample from uh, All About the Benjamins. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. All about the Benjamins. <laughs> I've been had skills. Like you know what I'm saying. <laughs> but as always, this is we wrapping up here on the football freestyle. We always like to start off with a little freestyle. So I'll, I'll kick it off. And um, because I'm just an amateur, but we actually got a real rap on the other side. Oh, but I wrote a little something, something, um, <laughs> a little do a little, little, little quick little verse. Uh, and it's just a poem mm-hmm. about the 2018 draft. All right, too much, too soon. And as the 2018 NFL draft looms, too many analysts don't speak about what they know, but to what they assume. He's to this, he's to that, but the cat they like. Be too whack. Sometimes a player is so good there's nothing to critique. Just be honest is all I ask of you, like Raphael Sadiq. And it's clear that he's the best. And when it's all said and done, you'll scribble in your notepad the right words and it'll read Lamar Jackson QB number one. All right. Ooh, I like that. Hey, say, bro. I'm going to say again. Who leading the Heisman race right now? Got to be Lamar Jackson. Okay. Okay. Sam Donald? Nah. He Josh Allen? Nah, he's still throwing picks. Okay, I just want just wanted to make sure two of them three. No, okay, and the one the third one was down forty four ten. And if not for Kevin Sumlin being what he is, how that dude drop that pick, man? Hey, oh my goodness, he on scholarship. He still on scholarship, right? It is back to the drawing board. But here we go. So I've been lately giving y'all some regular stuff, some written stuff. So I'm gonna do that. Give you another verse. There's some. From something called a chorus and as you can find this on the website as well it says uh i said i'm sorry baby i got caught up writing this song you know right my wrongs closet full of dead bodies and bones what that said is you riding alone because i got no problem riding alone slim said ain't nobody gonna ride like i'm gonna ride for me meaning point blank you're stupid you're gonna die on your own 
Before the game, I told my partner, when I break this next run, I'm going to die for the cone. I'm trying to score, boy, dough, boy, count it and gone. This here going to knock in every county and zone. Home apartment, plug your head in and let it bam in your phone. Some say I'm walking one way down a dead end. I drop my head thin like a ram in its own. I'm moving forward. So that's from the chorus. Nice. And they can find that where at? That's on DUEUmusic.com. Go to the music section. They got a bunch of free downloads. So, hey, go ahead, download your heart out. You understand? Get that free music. Buy those albums on iTunes. Season 2, it's the latest. About Time was the first. Catch this man on uh, Friday Night Football, man. Oh, you're oh, yeah. 10 years? Oh, yeah. Hey, listen, every Friday, especially, you know, you're in New Orleans, you see me. Come on about two or three times on the weekend, uh, Friday Night Football. I've been doing that, like, almost 10 years. I think we're on our eighth season now I've been doing that. But that's much love to Ed Downs and all them at ABC for looking out. Um, it's been a good little run, man. I, I like doing that. You know, I'm all about that prep football, man. Yep. So it's, you don't just speak, it's you living. And and that's what we do here on the Football Freestyle. So for IW, follow him on uh, Twitter at doyoumusic, doyoumusic.com. Search IW on iTunes. I'm at F-Ball Game Plan. And as always, I have to ask, do we leave out smooth or do we bounce on out of here, man? We got a biggity, biggity bounce <laughs> on out this thing. Yeah. <laughs> we about to bounce slide right up out here. Yeah, yeah. Man. For DJ Jubilee. <laughs>